The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Heather McMahon. I'm an actress, comedian, living at home with my mother. On the Absolutely Not podcast, we'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll probably prank phone call our ex-boyfriends because honestly, they were the worst. The thing that makes our podcast different is I get to hear directly from you. You can always pick up the phone and catch us on the Absolutely Not line. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a message, but of course, only if it's a nice one. Tune in to the Absolutely Not podcast, and I'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. This episode is with my friend, Seema Bansal. She is the co-founder of Venus of Floor. I love their flowers. You guys know I post about them all the time. And what I love about this brand is when it launched, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so innovative. This is so smart. Why has nobody else done this yet? And I thought it was so cool. And what she's done with her flowers and her flower company, I thought would be really helpful for you across so many industries. So we are talking about how to create an innovative product and kind of the process that she went through. And I think you could really apply it to so many different businesses. And then we also talk about how to be comfortable with doing new and innovative things, her daily practices, how she journals and meditates and why self-care is so important to her. And if you guys are doing any holiday shopping, her flowers are definitely one of those that you want to pick up because they are great to give as a gift because they last a year, which is crazy. I literally have, I'm looking to the left and right of me. I have one in my bathroom. I have one behind me in my office. I literally have them everywhere. And I love that I can just have flowers at home without having to like ever refresh them. And they just always look really good. So that's one Christmas gift. Another one is Summer Fridays, of course. So we are getting to the end of the year. And if you guys are doing some last minute shopping, we have a great assortment of things to get that are limited edition or full size normal products that we have all the time. So our limited edition assortment, if you guys are a fan of jet lag mask, we just launched our jumbo jet lag mask. This is amazing because then you have jet lag mask forever and ever. If you guys use it all the time, we have it in limited quantities and it is limited edition. So if you guys want to pick that up, we also just did a collaboration clip with MEJ. It's so cute. You guys know I wear their clips every single day. And we also got our skincare regimen set. It has a full size jet lag mask, a mini cleanser, a mini soft reset. There's also our soft vanilla candle, which smells incredible and our perfume rollerball trio. And last but not least is our lip butter bomb trio, which you guys have been obsessed with this season. It comes with our vanilla beige, original vanilla and a limited edition shade and tint in brown sugar. I'm obsessed with it. It's like the perfect holiday shade. I think that's all the things that we have for this holiday season, um, along with all of our great products. If you guys are looking for some great products for your winter skincare routine, I would definitely pick up our Heavenly 16 face oil. Pick those up at summerfridays.com or at Sephora. So this episode is all about creating an innovative product. And before we hear from Seema, I wanted to chat with you about innovation and products. And so you're probably thinking like, what even is an innovative product? Well, you know, like sometimes you go buy something or you see something and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so simple or so amazing. I wish I would have came up with that first. Or, oh my gosh, I had this idea in my head and somebody else beat me to it. It's like one of those things that's so smart or so simple or so great that you wish you would have came out with it yourself. And that's really how I think about innovation. It's just like this better way of doing something, whether it's a problem or a product or a need. So with Seema, her need was that she needed flowers that lasted longer because she was disappointed with the flower delivery that she had. So they made flowers better. And then once you did it, it's like, oh my gosh, this is so smart. Why didn't I think of this? And it really is just like a new way of looking at product, of looking at how consumers shop, of looking at a way to do things. And just because something isn't possible yet doesn't mean 
it's not possible and you can't like push the boundaries of it. So, you know, since forever, basically flowers have been around, but it's like, why do they have to die? Why can they not last longer? And she pushed the boundaries of what is possible and really innovated on that. And it really was a new way of looking at it that had a great impact on her customers, on the receiver, for the giver. And that's how I like to think about so many things when you're innovating product and making it better. Like how can you really make this better either for the person who is buying it, the receiver, the use, the function. A lot of times when I'm watching Shark Tank, they have the most innovative creators and founders and businesses on there because it's really people who created a product out of a need or a problem. They went in their garage or to their house or they figure out a way to make something better. And I love that about the show because I feel like, oh my gosh, I need to go buy this random thing I never knew I needed. And that's why I love creators and innovators and people who are just pushing the boundaries to make things better. So if you're thinking about innovation within your brand or product, or you are thinking about starting a company, think about like, what can you or your brand do or your product offer that's really different from what other brands and companies can do? Like, how can you make your product better? Is there a better way than your competitors? And that can either be in the convenience of the product, the price of the product, the price can be innovation. So if you can figure out a way to make something less expensive or easier to use, that's innovation. So it's not even rethinking, you know, the entire product. You can find something that you love that's already out there that exists and make it better in some way. Another way I think about innovation is if somebody has used something for so long and just the ease and use of it is comfortable to them, the innovation process is a little bit difficult because if someone's so used to doing an action, like let's say it's brushing your teeth every single day and you've done that since forever. you If you're trying to change something that you're so used to doing, sometimes customers are a little bit averse to trying something that's new and innovative. So that's when education is really, really important. Or if you are changing and innovating on something, your innovation needs to be better than what somebody or the customer is already experiencing. If you make it more difficult or harder to adapt to, that's when innovation kind of is a little bit hard. And it's something that we've tried too. It's like, if people are used to doing something in a certain way, it's hard to change their mindset. So if you're changing the way that they are so used to doing something, you have to make it easier for them. And if it's more difficult or takes a little bit of a learning curve, the education and marketing is so important. Like it's worth taking this extra step or doing something different because the outcome of this is better. But if you are innovating and then you're making it harder for the customer to adapt to this or then it costs more money or it's harder to do and then the results are the same, that's when innovation, I think, doesn't work because you you need to make it easy enough for the customer to be comfortable with whatever it is you're changing. And if you want to make something better and more innovative, I feel like I need another word for innovation, but that's what this episode is all about. Look and see what customers are talking about, see their complaints, their problems. A good way is like, let's say you want to make uh, the best hairdryer and you go on amazon.com and you look up hair dryers and you look up the negative reviews. You'll see in the negative reviews there what people don't like. They'll say, it's too heavy. The noise is too loud. Whatever their complaints are. And that's where you can find inspiration for innovation for whatever you are creating to make it even better. So I hope that this was helpful. Now let's hear from Seema. It's officially the holiday season, which I can't believe it's December. And when it's the holiday season, there's two things that happen. One, I'm really stressed out. There's just a lot going on, like personally, professionally, I need to buy gifts. And there's a lot of like events and parties and holiday parties and really yummy, delicious treats. So between the two of those things, 
I'm either feeling a little bit anxious or I'm feeling a little bit bloated. And it kind of like all goes together holistically. That's why I see a functional medicine doctor because everything works together. If I'm stressed out, then my body reacts. So anyway, with Array, they really created these two products to work together. So it's amazing. If you guys don't know about them, they were created to help women feel their best so they can be their best. They've got targeted products and they're 100% natural and filler-free and organic and they were formulated by a naturopathic doctor. So if you are stressed out around this time of year, I would definitely pick up the Calm capsules and the bloat capsules are really great because it doesn't matter if you ate pasta or pizza or vegetables. Even with me, like I love Christmas holiday sides, like really yummy Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes and all these things, but sometimes they just don't agree with me and I feel a little bit bloated after eating them. Well, I still want to eat those things, but it helps optimize digestion with the use of five herbs and fruit-based digestive enzymes. It's so great. So it really gives you the food freedom that you want so you can enjoy the foods that you love without any discomfort or gas or bloating afterwards. If you want to try them, go to Array.com and use the code Mariana at checkout for 10% off a one-time purchase or 25% off first month on subscription. Okay. So right before we started like recording this episode, I looked on your LinkedIn. I actually didn't know what you did before Venus. So now you have to tell me. Yeah. So I actually grew up in a family business. My dad, you know, moved to Canada with really nothing and, and worked like $3 and 75 cents an hour warehouse job to save up, to become a business owner. He wanted to start like a plumbing and lighting shop, which every single one of my siblings worked at throughout high school and college. So I worked for them and I did purchasing. So I would purchase like fixtures and lights and go to all the shows, which was fun. But I also had to do customer service, manage the employees. I learned sales and then responsibility, like opening and closing the store, making sure everything was alarmed. So, you know, I did that for a long time. And at the same time, I was doing night school. First, I went into interior design school, realized I wasn't a fan of drafting. So I changed majors and then I went into marketing communications while going, working at the store during the the day and then going to school at night. Okay. This is a much different background than what you're doing now, which I feel like the design aspect definitely comes through in your products, especially like the newest collection that just launched. So how did you go from lighting and plumbing to starting Venus? Yeah. So I think it definitely was helpful that I had this experience in interior design and had worked around a lot of designers. My dad was a big believer of keeping like a notebook around him to draw ideas in. And that's a practice that I, I also follow and keep a bunch of different notebooks in my purse at all times. But basically how this, how the business came to be was I had gone to New York to visit a few friends and I met this guy there. His name is Sonny. He ends up being my husband in the story. So it's all good, but he sent me flowers on Valentine's day when I was living in Vancouver and he was in New York and what he, what he had sent to me wasn't what he had ordered. So needless to say, he was definitely disappointed with the experience. He was trying to get this really grand gesture across and set an impression and that failed miserably. So we realized that there was this huge gap in the market. There wasn't really a centralized floral service that looked like it would online. So I've been super um, inspired by Parisian 
floral design. So I loved how they would take, you know, these hat boxes and put, you know, different types of florals in them. And I thought that it should be super clean and modern. So we ended up just removing all of the greenery and keeping it so that you could just see the rose heads. And we launched in black and white hat boxes with our Venus A. Fleur branding in gold foil. So we wanted it to just be like super Instagrammable and special, you know, that beautiful satin ribbon, the gold foil branding and an abundant amount of flowers. And the flowers are amazing. People want to know, like, are the roses real? Yes, they're 100% real. So basically the roses are treated at their most peak and perfect state. They're cut and then treated with a wax-based solution. It stops the growth of the flower in its most peak state. And then we're able to dye them any sort of color in the Pantone book. So right now we have like 28 colors and we've launched other florals. So now we have garden roses, hydrangeas, gardenias, different greens, and we're launching a lot more new stuff coming soon. Okay. So this is such a creative and innovative idea. And I feel like when it comes to innovating something, especially that has been around literally forever, how do you even figure out how to do this? Like you want to make this rose last a long time. How did you even know there was a process to do this or how did you go about making it happen? So the story is really funny. When we first started, we actually just started with classic fresh roses, your regular five to seven day signature flowers. And we were buying from the New York uh, floral market. And we had like a broker that we worked with. And because we were buying a lot of flowers, we were, we started to communicate directly with the farm. So we had just started with like local delivery and our mission was to be able to ship flowers globally. So everyone in the world could have the exact same experience. The problem we were running into was that you can't successfully ship flowers that have water and all that sort of stuff and not have them die in transit because they need air and all sorts of, you know, crazy science. So that was failing miserably. So we started to work with our farm, just trying to figure out how we could make the flowers last longer. And they introduced us to a preservation process, which was a really small sector of their farm at the time. They weren't even, they had barely any clients. And, you know, we kind of just, Sunny and I met with them when we were in Ecuador and we just basically like how you would go to VC and ask them for money. We went to them and we're like, please make us your um, partner because we want to bring this to the world. Like we really want to share this idea. So we signed rights to the flower on that trip and we introduced the attorney rose shortly after and worked with an engineer on how to ship them and get them to the customer, customer anywhere in the world. Insane. So like how, with as much as you can share, how does it actually work? Do you mean like the, how, how to treat the flowers? Yeah. Like how do you treat the flowers? How do they last a year? Like, cause it seems like I don't even know how something like this is possible. And like, I obviously love them. I have so many of them. So I'm just like really curious, like how, how it's even possible to make something that's a real rose last so long. Yeah. So the process is really interesting. So we do a harvest. So flowers are grown. Our roses are grown throughout the year, but there's peak times and we do a big harvest and it takes 10 days for the entire process to happen. So we'll cut them at their most peak state. And then we will remove the color 
um, using this non-toxic solution. And then we use a wax-based proprietary solution that preserves the flower in its most peak state. And then we'll dye it any sort of color. So, you know, we have like black roses, we have metallic roses, nude, like all these fun colors. Those are all dyed. Even the red roses are dyed because we want to make sure that the color is perfect throughout every single rose. And I'm sure you've noticed when you receive them that they're just all like literally perfect because they're perfect. (laughs) (laughs) We have to make sure that they all have like the exact same petals. So they go through that dyeing process. And then after that, they are packaged and then sent to us in the U.S. So they're all grown in our Ecuador farm and then they're treated there and then sent to uh, New York and California for uh, assembly. Wow. That's insane. That's so crazy to even think how something like this is possible. And I feel like when you create something innovative like this, like you come across so many people who tell you no, or something like this isn't possible. So how do you push through and continue when people tell you that whatever you're dreaming up, isn't something that's, you know, able to be made? Yeah. I think that, you know, in throughout my career and my life, I've had a lot of naysayers and people who just like, didn't believe in the things that I wanted to do or just any of my ideas. And I think the best advice there is to just keep going. If you think that you have a really good idea, you need to figure out how to make it happen. A practice that I love to follow. And I do this probably for every single launch, or if there's any idea that I'm coming up with is I actually draw it in like a notebook, a journal, even though I'm not the best illustrator, I just love to see it come to life. It's almost crazy when you see something on paper, it feels real. So for me, that's always been important. I've, I follow this practice and it, it just makes me move forward in a really smart and strategic way. Okay, it is time for a coffee break. I've got so much going on. I feel like this whole episode is me talking about how busy I am right now, which I know isn't exciting, but I know you guys probably feel me because I am on like this three cup of coffee kind of season of my life. And some days I just really need my coffee to like help me move through my never ending to-do list. As you guys know, I partnered with Keurig and they have a brand new brewer out. It's called the K Supreme Plus Smart Brewer. I absolutely love this one. It's been such a game changer for me and my coffee routine and also for the delicious coffee that it brews. So the difference between this brewer and all the other ones is that it's built with brew ID technology, which is such a cool feature. The reason why I love this one is because it recognizes the exact roast of the pod that you put into the machine and it adjusts and customizes the brew settings to the recommendations of the coffee roasting expert who created it. So now you have the perfect full flavored cup of coffee every time you brew and you can adjust and store your favorites on your smartphone so you can schedule ahead of time so your coffee is always ready for you and have your personal perfect cup from anywhere. I've been using the brewer every day and it's brewing some seriously amazing coffee. If you are interested, you should treat yourself this holiday season with a Keurig K-Supreme Plus Smart Brewer at Keurig.com and at all major retailers. I feel like for you, it was sourcing and supplying roses from the farms and you went to Ecuador and first it was the flower markets. But for anyone trying to start a business, I feel like it's so hard to know, like, where do you even begin? So do you have any advice for people of like how to even go about starting your business or finding suppliers? 
Yeah, I think it's so important to go to these trade shows. There's trade shows for almost every single industry. So if you're looking to get into the floral industry, there is so many trade shows that happen every single year. If you're looking to develop in the home industry, there's so many cool trade shows. There's trend, you know, trend guides that you can look up online and subscribe to. I think those can be really helpful as well. Yeah. I feel like in so many areas, there's like for beauty, for fashion and the suppliers that are attending these trade shows, they want new business. So like the suppliers, the packaging people, the manufacturers, like they all are, look. their purpose of being there is to get new customers and clients and brands on board. So it's a great way. It's an investment you have to spend to go to a place. There are different cities. There are a lot of them in the US. There's some that they have in Europe and any and everywhere they have them. But when you go it's like the best way to meet the most amount of people in the shortest amount of time. Yeah. And, and you mentioned like they're a business themselves. So they're just looking for new people to work with. And sometimes you, you meet some great suppliers that are willing to work with you and work within your budget and help you, you know, come up with samples. Sometimes they won't even charge you for samples. It's kind of a different world now, but I think it depends who you meet. It's definitely important when you go to these shows to just meet everybody and kind of connect with them afterwards. This process seems just like really daunting, like growing roses somewhere else and then having to strip the color and dye them. So what are some of your biggest pain points in production for you currently? Currently, I would say global supply chain. There are so many, so many restrictions now. There's so many delays. Like we've had to push a few launches because you know, there's no space on ships to bring things over. Luckily with our flowers, because they're grown and they're treated, we can actually store them. So with our facilities, everything is temperature controlled. We have humidity levels at a certain state. We have everything temperature controlled. There's spaces only for flowers. So we're able to store them, you know, at a peak environment, but also we go through flowers really, really fast. So we get shipments every week coming to our facilities. Oh my gosh, this is just crazy. And I know right now with like shipping, like I feel like if you're in an industry or in a job where you ship things, you know, right now there's like a whole shipping. I don't even know how to describe it, but like what's happening in the world right now, it's so expensive to ship stuff. So much stuff is like delayed. So I can't imagine having to ship something that's so time sensitive. Oh yeah. And it, it, it affects every single department in the company because they can't, you know, launch something. They can't take pictures of something. So it affects marketing. It affects the website. It affects, you know, the actual creators or floral designers. They need to go through a training process. So it affects everything when like we're missing one component. Yeah. It's, it's definitely really difficult. Um, so I feel like from the beginning, you launched with the boxes and now you have different types of vases. So how did you decide that you wanted to change the style or come out with new kind of collections? Yeah, I think we were always, you know, trying to innovate the, the collection. We're also listening to our customers, like what they were looking for, where they were actually utilizing our products and where they wanted to put them. So it just felt right to launch our Maison collection, which is, um, you know, all handmade vessels. They're um, made out of ceramic. So we have different shapes in our vases. And then we also launched 
a bunch of new flowers too that have more of like this beautiful, like our, our um, mixed floral arrangement is so beautiful and it's kind of, it works for anyone. And we didn't want there just to be this like option that we only had roses. So we really worked with our farms to develop other flowers that were just as beautiful and lasted just as long and still have, were soft to touch. And that was really important to us. And then for me, I think like the way I, how I think about floral design and how I think about design in general is like, why do we have to box everything in one box? Like no pun intended, but I wanted to create products in the floral industry that hadn't been created before. So like we developed an ad, our take of an advent calendar, which was our 12 days of flowers. Um, we also developed our Leclerc collection that has a drawer at the bottom. So it's like a functional floral arrangement. I just always wanted to think completely outside of what had been done in the industry. And that's just how we, how we create products. Yeah. I feel like you're so good at evolving and innovating off of what you currently offer by having the new florals or having the new designs. And like, I love them. I just got like my new one and it fits perfectly in my house. Like I love, (laughs) I love how you're always coming out with more things and innovating off that. But I know for some people that have a business, it's really scary sometimes to change, especially if something is already working. So how can someone get over the fear of innovation and change in their business and take a risk? Yeah, I think about basically to become an entrepreneur, you have to be a risk taker. And I think understanding your customer is extremely important. So ask them what they're looking for, ask them what they would like to see. We do surveys all the time. We ask on Instagram, like what our customers want so that we can also develop things that they're looking for. Like one thing that we had a huge request for was people love this the scent of our flowers and they wanted a candle or they wanted a room spray. So like that was something that we had never, we hadn't had a lot of data around and we had to take this risk and create a completely new category. But I think that you have to feel uncomfortable in that process. But while you're in that process, make sure you're really thoughtful and you're creating products that are really amazing and they're unique. They're going to test time, like stand against time. So they'll last. So I think that that's really important. So it's the holidays. We are stressed out. There's just a lot going on. I've got a lot going on personally and professionally and work and holiday shopping. And I'm sure you guys are feeling the same. It's just a crazy time of year. And of course, sometimes stress makes us want to indulge a little bit with a glass of wine or two, but sometimes that can lead us to poor sleep or a lack of energy the next day. And if you're trying to break that cycle, it might be time to explore CBD. So I'm really excited to share with you guys a podcast partner. They are great. It is called House of Wise. And House of Wise is really helping women take control of their sleep and stress and strength. And they've got originally formulated and effective CBD products. So House of Wise, it was launched in the pandemic last year by a single mom. And she was just really looking to help her friends drink less and sleep better and really make the most out of their workouts while juggling all the demands of being a woman and all the things that we have going on, especially this time of year. One of the gummies I've been trying from them is the stress gummies, which I need help with that. And it helps deliver a calm, focused state, which is the state I'm always looking to be in. And I love that they are also sustainably sourced hemp from Colorado and the products are 100% organic, vegan, and gluten-free. As a podcast partner, House of Wives wants to give all of you 20% off your first purchase. 
Go to houseofwise.co, not .com, and use the promo code Mariana to redeem your discount. That's 20% off your first order of a product when you guys go to houseofwise.co and use the promo code Mariana. So definitely recommend picking up the stress drops or the stress gummies. Now let's get back to the episode. Something that you did too recently was launch another brand, GG, <laughs> which is something you launched recently. So you were just talking about candles. So why did you want to make this its own standalone brand instead of like making these within Venus? Yeah. So I think GG has like a completely different, you know, vibe to it and style, but I was going through a lot in like 2017, 2018, being so busy with the business and traveling a lot. And I was going through burnout and, you know, realized that I really had to take my wellness into consideration. So I started to meditate a lot more. I got more into take care of myself and I found crystals within that process. And I just loved the energy that they hold. I've always been really obsessed with crystals, but I hadn't like fully learned about them. So I took that whole time to learn about them. And so for my own consumption, I created Chiji, you know, essential oil candles with a beautiful fragrance. I wanted them to be really aesthetically pleasing and showcase certain energies. So we had like positive vibes, protection, pure love and abundance. And those are the first four that we launched. And those were like the four energies that I was really focused on and out of my own consumption and gifting them to friends and families and mentors, I started to see a demand. So, you know, I started to put a little more time into it, develop more SKUs. And now we have like crystal energy, body scrubs, room and body sprays with crystals in them and oil rollers. But I wanted this to be like an, a wellness brand, you know, and it's funny because Chigi and, and Venus are so different yet. They have some similarities and it's all about that aesthetic. And I think it's all about being like super clean and, and, and beautiful. So you have so much going on between your two brands. You are a busy woman. And uh, how do you fit everything to your day? Do you have any productivity hacks? I live by checklists. So I have to write everything down and I like to cross it off. That to me is a really important practice. I have everything in my calendar. So I follow my calendar pretty strictly. When I travel, I have a travel checklist as well. Like I have a bunch of checklists for everything I do. So I think that that's really important. And then I think also journaling is really important. So I've been journaling for the last four years, but that's been really helpful. Just like keep my mind straight, be in a really great mood, be grateful for everything but also make sure I'm getting everything done. So I definitely think for sure, you probably are the, you're the queen of productivity. I feel like I learned so much from you on social media. You're always teaching all of us such great things. But for me, like the practice is one that I can't live without. I love the pen to paper experience. I have like so many checklists and they're all the same thing, but I have like a digital one. I have one in my phone. I have like a physical one next to me. And like the only way is to like have it. And then I get so much satisfaction from like crossing each thing off. So I love to have like a physical to-do list. Um, And you did talk about you meditate as well. So do you have like a morning or nighttime routine that like helps you be your best throughout the day? So I learned how to do transcendental meditation. I've been off and on with it. I think that when I'm doing it, I feel amazing. It's just 
it takes like a big chunk out of my day. But one app that I can't live without is the Calm app. And they have sequences like a five-minute sequence, a 10-minute sequence. They have ones broken out by intention. So gratitude, anxiety, protection, like all that sort of stuff. So I definitely feel like that is my go-to. I always open Calm at least once a day. And then I also practice visualization meditation. So I like to visualize something that I'm wanting to achieve and like go through that sequence and listen to really, really calming music or frequency um, sounds, which you can also find on YouTube and also the drawing um, practice. And during that drawing practice, when I'm drawing out, drawing out an idea, I also meditate just before that. So that's kind of my practices that I follow for, you know, best self. Visual visualization helps so much. It's something that I started doing like more recently too. And I just play like meditation music and I put my earphones in. So I really just like am surrounded by the sound. And I like read somewhere like your body and mind doesn't know the difference between like what's actually happening and what you're visualizing. So if you're what you're visualizing, because if you see it, in your mind, it's like the same sensation that goes for like a good or bad thought. So like by thinking these positive thoughts and visualizing what this experience could be like or what the outcome is, your body is already getting used to it actually happening. So I've been doing that too. And I feel like it just helps me so much, even if I'm like preparing for something and like just thinking through what the situation or scenario might look like. So that's something that I've been incorporating to, and I'm very into it. And it's free. It's like so easy to do. Amazing. Yeah. And you can do that in your journal to like write things as if they've already happened and you'll actually start feeling like they are happening. And I, I know you love vision boards. I love vision boards. I do them every year. Sometimes I do it twice a year. And I think that's super helpful for this practice as well. Definitely. Okay. So you are a founder of a brand well, two brands. You've got a lot going on. So what skills do you think are important for someone if they want to have a job or career like yours? I think you have to be super optimistic. That's just one trait. I think that's really important. Um, very creative, semi type A personality. So you do need to be detail oriented and understand that whole sector, because when you're creating product, you need to be really, really thoughtful and really understand like every little thing. So from color to shape to, you know, where it's going to be placed. So I think those are some top traits to have. And then if you, if you're just thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, you need to be someone who's determined um, hardworking, positive, you know, I think you have to not be risk averse because it's a huge risk to take on starting a company and you should be someone who's really good at goal setting, short-term goals, long-term goals. That is really, really important when you're starting a brand. Yeah, definitely. You can't be risk averse because I feel like there's so many risky things all the time. Even if something sounds like a sure thing, you really just don't ever know. So you have to be comfortable with making hard decisions. And I feel like as the business gets larger, those risks become much more expensive to take as you try new things. (laughs) 100%. I've definitely been there. Um, Okay. So you work with your husband. Do you guys have any rules when it comes to setting boundaries between like personal and professional? Oh man. Yes, of course. Um, So when we started the business, we were newly dating So we set really straightforward roles and responsibilities. 
So he runs more of like the business and operation end, and I'm more of product development, marketing, creative, anything front facing is more my job. And early on, we just decided like we weren't going to cross each other. You know, we would collaborate when needed to, but we would, you know, ultimately make decisions for respective departments and be okay with that. Obviously, it doesn't always happen because we can both disagree on certain things, but ultimately it's worked really well for us. And I think anyone who's starting a company with that has a co-founder is you should have some sort of clear definitions of what each person owns, even though there may be a little bit of an overlap really important to set like those roles and responsibilities. So you're not both doing the same thing. And, you know, that can get kind of, can get kind of messy. So I think that's really important. Yeah, definitely. The boundaries are really good and like clear to sync roles. So uh, last question is for anyone who's looking to follow your career path, do you have any like resources or recommendations of like books that you've read or people you like to follow? So one of my favorite books is The Secret. I just love it. And I think that if you're someone who's trying to adjust your mindset. It's a great way to understand the, like the world of, you know, the law of attraction and affirmations and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's really, really important. I also think that mental health is really a topic that shouldn't be slipped under the rug. So I would recommend downloading an app like the calm app, speaking to someone just because being a founder is a really challenging journey. And it's great to have resources like meditation, or if you have like a group of friends, because you need to create uh, your own village. So for me, I have, you know, family members, like my sisters that I talk to a ton of mentors that I uh, keep in touch with that. If I have a question about like, you know, something I'm implying for, or, you know, just I'm hiring someone and I need to talk to somebody. I have a bunch of mentors that I can tap into. So I think that create your little network of people in your orbit. That's super important when you're a founder. Amazing. Well, where can everyone buy all of your products? Yeah. So you can find any Venus Afler products on venusafler.com. And then if you're looking for any of our Chi-Chi products, our crystal energy products, that's homeofchigi.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Seema Bansolchata. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. 